There's sometimes you're just being faithful. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you're taking time to either sing or pray or read God's word um, means something to your children. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, and welcome to the Soundless Doctrine Podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have a wonderful topic today, Bob. Yes. This topic I'm very excited about. Um, it is about family worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe in six seasons we haven't talked. Uh, we're lame. <laughs> what can I say? About family <laughs> worship. It's so applicable. If you have kids, so I have three kids. Um my oldest is seven, and five, and then one and a half. And so you probably have like half an hour devotions every night, just all the kids sitting around the table, yes. Maggie sitting up in her little seat. <laughs> and they're all quiet, perfectly that, listening. That's just like my family. <laughs> no, I think uh, I can jump right in here. I think uh, parents, we feel, one of the reasons we wanted to do this was parents feel tend to go to one to two extremes. One is they just feel a lot of pressure, Christian parents. Yes. Um, to, to, to raise, you know, to do this thing, family worship, and they get books on it. And, and there, by the way, there are more resources available for this than ever mm. in the history of mankind. Um, but then that just puts more pressure on you. Okay, I've got right. all the resources. I've got to do something. Right. And then you maybe have kids of different ages, unless you have twins or triplets, and then they're all the same age, and that's even harder. Uh, and you're just feeling pressure. So part of what we want to do in this podcast is is uh, speak to you about God's grace and, and God's forgiveness mm. and, and the Holy Spirit who helps us, uh, you know, do these things. The other side of it is is parents who, who don't feel that much responsibility at all. They right. just feel like, well, you know, I got the church. Or exactly. you know, when they get older, we got vacation Bible school or, or Christian school camp or, or yeah, somebody's going to do it. No, yes. you're responsible to do it. I mean, Deuteronomy 6 talks about, I think I have this in here somewhere. Um, yeah. Verses five through nine, God's giving instructions to his people. And this would apply to us today. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Mm -hmm. So it's first important for us to to know what we want to pass on. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. And actually this is, this is I have a number of points I want to share. That's, that's going to lead into the first point. But before I get there, uh, just if, um, uh, is it Ephesians or Colossians where it talks about ch uh, par how parents are to raise their children in the discipline and instruction yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. That's our job. So, mm -hmm. It's not as though we can, uh, as parents, just say someone else is going to do this. Right. I'm just going to look this up real quick, um, because I think it's important that we hear from the Lord um, just what our responsibility is. Mm -hmm. uh, just bond servants, children, um, it's Ephesians 5. I can't believe I'm doing this. All right. Let me find it. It's right here in the Bible. And Ephesians 6 says that we are to not provoke our children to anger, but raise, bring them up in the discipline and instruction yes. of the Lord. So it is our responsibility. Yes. And what we want to talk about today is 
ways of doing that, mm-hmm. you know, because I think we do have this this mindset that there's one way to do it. And right. uh, a number of years ago, Keith Getty asked me to do uh, a seminar breakout with my two sons, Jordan and Devin, um, about family worship. And I think I think he misunderstood like my experience, my practice. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, he was asking. Yes, because it was supposed to be, you know, how you've passed this on to your children. <laughs> really, as I was raising uh, our six kids, with along with Julie, we we had a lot of ambitions, but I felt like many times it was more ad hoc, mm-hmm. you know, ca- kind of spontaneous. Right. Um, lots of times motivated by guilt. Yeah, we would sometimes uh, put together scripture songs, you know, yeah. on a particular character quality. Um, I remember reading through a picture. Uh, a Bible multiple times as a family, but nothing seemed to really stick. Mm. But you know, looking back over the years, uh, I well, I did, as many times happens in parenting, you look back and you learn more from what you did badly than what yes. you did well. Right. Um, but I did realize, no, the Lord showed showed us a lot during those years. Yeah. And um, whether they were short-lived or failed attempts, uh, they were attempts. Yeah. And we want to encourage you, if you're a parent or think you will be a parent one day, um, we want to encourage you uh, in in thinking about your family worshiping the Lord together and what that's supposed to look like. Yes, exactly. So I was going to share some of the points I shared at that, yeah, that breakout mm-hmm. with um, at sing, the SING conference. First is just, you know, when we think of family worship, we tend to think of a meeting, a gathering. It's really a 24-7 task. It's teaching our children to treasure Christ, can't be confined to a meeting. Yeah. So that's where that scripture from Deuteronomy applies. It's it's not just once, it's it's when you walk by the way, it's when you lie down, it's mm-hmm. when you rise. It's 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 all the time. Yeah. So before I think about you know, helping my children sing to the Lord, pray to the Lord, read his word. I, I want them to understand that the Lord is in, in charge of everything, that, that he, is, he is God over all, that he is good, that he is just, that he is kind. It, it involves the way we speak to them, our kids, the way we think about music and glorifying God. It, it involves uh, you know, having a desire to obey the Lord and not just doing these things because we're supposed to. Yes. So it's Be- all of life. Right, because, and even even the last point you made, doing things because we're supposed to, mm. can can even sometimes create a hypocrisy yes. in us as parents because we think like, oh, well, this 30 minutes, this is the defined time. Checking where, it off the list. Where you will learn and you yeah. will obey. Or, or And then you miss opportunities. I mean, so much is just picked up by yes. kids, yes. you know, how you respond, how they see you interacting in this situation. Yes. And yes. one thing Devin said- My son. Your son. Um, one thing Devin said that was so helpful to me when we were having a conversation was just saying, always talking to your kids at any age about God's good design. And I'm sure you might mention uh, this in yes. here, but it's that 24 seven that yes. you're talking about. Yes. God's good design for this. And this, and this. Oh, and this random thing you just brought up. There's God's good design in that. And so that constant shepherding yes. should relieve the pressure of feeling like it has to be this structured thing. Well, and it makes more sense then why we would go to his word, why we would sing, why we would talk to God, because he's already a part of the conversation. Yes, good. So when when I'm with my grandkids, I, I will, you know, we'll see this amazing 
um, dis- a formation of clouds in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I might say rather than that, wow, that's cool. I would say, isn't that amazing that God made the clouds yes. to look like that? Right. Or just bringing God into the conversation. That's so that, that's the first thing. It's 24-7. That's great. Second, start where your family is. If you're getting started, start where your family is, not where another family is. Mm-hmm. So you might have you know, no kids, young kids, or you might be right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when at one in one season, I think uh, we had all, all six kids, and there was another family in the church with 10 kids. And I just remember they were a model of orderliness, they, godliness, mm-hmm. maturity. You know, they, they would have half an hour, hour-long family devotions most days of the week. And I was always trying to get my family to look like theirs. Mm-hmm. God doesn't expect our family to look like someone else's. Mm-hmm. He made our family the way it is with our experiences, with our backgrounds. He starts with what we have. Excellent. And, you know, if you have another family who's going through Leviticus with their like four and five year old, <laughs> and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I can't even get him to sing a song. D- don't, d- don't think you have to be like them. That's God's going to give you something unique for your family. Yeah. So start yep. where your family is. Good. Uh, third, a plan can help keep you on track. So Definitely. even though I tried many plans, we tried many plans, um, it just helped keep us on track. You know, we don't have to always come up with something amazing, fresh, life-changing and creative. You know, it'd just be exhausting. Yeah. And one thing that says you don't want your times of family worship to be a burden to you. And I think too many times they were a burden for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like... Uh, you know, I had to come come up with something just amazing, and yeah. uh, and I couldn't. So there are so many resources available now. Yeah. What What are some the ones that you have used? I mean, your oldest is seven, so mm-hmm. yeah. Just oh, uh, there's been awesome resources. We use we use the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, that's been a wonderful mm-hmm. resource to us because uh, those are quick. Um, uh, but they can also be conversational. Yes. Uh, like I just love how that's written. Uh, I think one other that's been really good has been um, the Garden, the Curtain, mm. and the Cross. Yeah, um, good book company publishes those. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, my, my kids love um, art. They love yes. graphics. They love yes. to see the pictures. Like they, I think they really respond to that. Um, and then outside of that, we like to listen to, to, to music too, because mm, we're mm. just a musical family. And I, I don't know about our listeners, but I have slept on our kids' albums mm, in mm. Sovereign Grace Music. I mean, they uh, are, huh. you know, they are excellent. I mean, in the car, after dinner, you know. Let's do a quick plug. Yeah. We have five kids' albums. <laughs> I didn't intentionally mean to bring this the up, but they're under, so good. Under-recognized things that Sovereign Grace Music has done. They are so good. Um, yeah, one on the fruit of the spirit, one on the parables, uh, one on the, the character of God, one called theology. Yeah. Um, there's one other one that's not coming to mind when right listen now. Up, yeah, uh, yeah, it's the parables. Is the parables. That's just really good, catchy. Yeah. Um, but it's just getting it into the DNA yes, of, our, yes. of our daily lives. Yes. So uh, other things that I've, uh, I think we used to do in the years, through the years, were the Gospel Story Bible, Discovering Jesus in the Old and New Testaments, Marty Machowski. Mm-hmm. Marty uh, yeah. Machowski is a pastor in Sovereign Grace, mm-hmm. Sovereign Grace Church. 
uh, outside of Philadelphia, uh, The Ology. So Marty has asked us to put together some albums for some of the books he's written. That was one of them, which They're is great. one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, another book by Marty, Long Story Short, Old Story New. There's the Big Picture Story Bible by David mm-hmm. Helm. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, already mentioned the Jesus Storybook Bible. Uh, Mighty Acts of God, Wondrous Works of God by mm-hmm. Star Mead. And you mentioned The Garden, The Curtain, The Cross. Good Book Company has, I think, a series of about 15 books for kids, yeah. which are excellent. I've read all of them, but the ones I've read are are just fantastic. Yeah. But whatever fits your age range, and sometimes yeah. you need to think range, not just you know one, one child, depending on how many kids you have. Um, so having a plan where you're going to just go through it, and it doesn't have to be amazing every time. Yeah. You're just walking through it one day at a time, or, yeah. you know, one, one day a week, or however, how often you do it. Having a time of day or week is also helpful. It's super helpful. I mean, just for us, uh, uh, dinner dinner time is is like the one place we're all going to be sitting. Yes. And, a lot of families do that. And, you know, not running around, you know, we're eating, and it's it can be conversational. Um, so it also, can I, it also trains your kids to enjoy conversation at the table yes because as kids get older they will start to want to bolt oh my goodness they bolt now okay but <laughs> never mind you're absolutely right but it's the training that we're yeah. trying to do yeah, yeah. too training them to stay and let's talk yeah let's talk about these things i mean there are families who start really young uh with family worship uh, family devotion times and they just every night after dinner that's what they do that's yeah. a great practice. It is. If your oldest is 10, you, know, you got a 10, a 7, and a 3, and you're saying all of a sudden now, uh, okay, w- we're doing this, it, it might <laughs> it might seem a little bit... Yeah, jolting. Yes. Yeah. So give people, give your kids, uh, start with where they are. The, That's the other great. point we were making, just start with where they are. So have a plan. Um, number four, let your family worship flow out of your personal devotion to God's Word. Mm-hmm. So this is along the lines of not feeling pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes th- the best thing you can do is just share what you learned in your devotions mm-hmm. that day. Now, if you have nothing to share, that could be a problem. Yeah, right. Because you're putting, you know, this this idea of family worship before your own relationship with the Lord. Great. And if you're yep. not getting fresh manna from the Lord, as it were, yep. it's going to be hard to, to give it out. So some of the best times I remember um, were times when we would talk to the kids about you know, this, this problem we were having, this thing that was happening. Uh, you know, we didn't know if this was going to come through or mm. uh, this person's sick or, you know, and just sharing about that and how, a, how God has spoken to that and then praying about it. It's just, yeah, that's just life. And yeah. they have to see us live it. Absolutely. No, too many families who have had great family devotions, family worship times, or at least consistent, but their kids have never gotten the connection between those in life. So it's become more like this duty that you yes. do. And right. don't make your family worship times a duty. Right. They, right. they want to see, and they have to see, the effect of the gospel on our lives, the effect of God's word on our lives. So... Are we fearful? Are are we? Do we walk around you know, glum all day? Do we uh, feel condemned? Are we short? You know, it, it's not really helpful if we have this successful worship, family worship time, and then five minutes later we just barking at our children. 
they're going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, yes. they, they might not even know why, what the disconnect is, but they'll just, over time, they'll just get the sense, oh, we do this thing, yep. family worship, yep. but it doesn't really affect the way we live. Yep. So asking forgiveness, you know, when things, you've sinned against them. I mean, just, just use your life. Let your family worship at times flow out of your relationship with the Lord. So good. And your relationship with God's word. Yeah. Number five, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. Yeah. We've heard another iteration of that. Start doing well, worth doing well. But what I mean by that is at times I wanted to do the exact right thing for family worship. Yeah. You know, have everything perfect in place, the whole thing planned out for six months. And, and I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Or I feared that I wouldn't be able to keep it up. And I or tried to make sure the schedules, uh, you know, the situation were, were all perfect. Yeah. And it, it just rarely happened. Yeah. Uh, get frustrated and, you know, it just wouldn't happen. Especially because the consistency can feel crippling. I mean, for us. Yes. Because yes. my life is busy and your life is busy and I'm sure it was busy back then as well. And that can feel crippling as a dad, uh, as, an, as a parent to go, well, if it's not consistent, then. Yes. But exactly what you're saying, God is going to use your efforts. Yes. Uh, in however however ways you sow. Worth doing badly. Yep. It's not up to our perfect execution of whatever plan we have. It's it's up to the power of His Spirit working through you, the power of the gospel, which is the mm-hmm. power of God, mm-hmm. the the power of God's word, which performs its work in those who believe. And so we we are just seeking to be faithful. Part of the problem may be that we've set our sights too high. Yeah, you know, totally. maybe maybe you're a once a week family worship. Yeah, family. Maybe <gasps> can you times. even say that? I'm sorry. Should I have said that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, really, a lot of guys I know who have children, grown children, who are walking with the Lord, will say, "Yeah, our times of family worship weren't so great, hmm. or we didn't have them that often." Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so it's, I'm not commending that. You know, uh, what we're saying is more. No, seek to raise your children in the discipline and instruction of the, of the Lord. And it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect, and it's not going to um, always look the same in every family, yeah. or even in your family. You in know, every you, season, even. Yeah, yeah, in every season, right. Yeah, for sure. Number six, show and tell, don't neglect either. Mm. Uh, again, the, the extremes we're thinking of here are, you know, we got we to gotta tell them everything. We, we've got to get them in the catechisms. We've got to get them, you know, memorizing scriptures, which is a great thing to do when your kids are young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- th- we need to tell them everything. We're going to instruct them. That's the way we're going to get their hearts. Well, that's part of the way they get, they get what yeah. the Lord wants to say. Yeah. The other part is through our example, mm-hmm. as we were talking about earlier, just the things we model. Yeah. Do we model trust? Do we mm-hmm. model faith? Do we model joy? Do we model compassion? Do we model humility? Mm-hmm. You know, so show and tell. Show with your life, tell with those times of of looking in scripture. And and don't try to make everything uh, you know, amazing. Yeah. Uh, There's sometimes you're just being faithful. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you're taking time to either sing or pray or read God's word um, means something to your children. Yeah. Uh, Which leads to the next point, number seven. The burden is on parents to make family worship time short and interesting enough to be engaging to the age of your children. Mm -hmm. The burden's on the parents to make family worship times compelling. Yeah. 
which, you know, I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't always think that way. <laughs> Julie would always say, she would often say to me, you know, on an occasionally good night of family worship, she'd say, you know, you always go like like five minutes longer <laughs> than you should. Like, we'll have this engaging conversation with the kids, you know, and I think this is going great. I'm yeah. gonna, we're going to dig deeper. You know, the kids, and the kids are feeling like, okay, we're almost done. And, and I'm thinking, no, I got him right in my palm of my hand. And I just wouldn't get it. It was so hard for me to Especially get it. Especially if you're a pastor and you think, okay, here are the five points. Yes, 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 kids, because I'm only on point four. We got another point coming. That's so so good. As your kids are young, make it enjoyable. I see this so much more easily with my grandkids. Mm. I don't feel this pressure to to you know every time I read a book to them to read every word. (laughs) You know, sometimes they just like to look at the pictures. Exactly. And as a parent, I'd feel like, oh, I'm you know, I'm not being faithful as a dad. Right, but I and I think I think also we 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 see disobedience, and we immediately think, well, what we perceive is disobedience. Be, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. We perceive it that way, and it just could be that it's not compelling. <laughs> it could also well, that be... <laughs> thought never crossed my mind. <laughs> I mean, it could definitely be disobedience and and not wanting to be there. But um, again, I think. I think we keep coming back to if this is a part of the DNA of the family yes, and we're always yes. talking about this, it won't feel as forced as it might seem if you're trying to live within that structure. Yes, yep. If if a short devotional can be compelling to, to kids, um, that could be enough Yep. Yep. as and you're continuing to instruct them in different ways. Um, I would say leave them wanting more. Yeah. Rather than filling it to overflow. You know, where they're filled up and you just keep pouring in and it's just like going all over the counter, onto the floor, into the basement. It's just like nothing's happening here. That is so funny. Number seven. Number eight. Don't assume that excellent family worship times are going to automatically produce adult children who love Jesus. Mm. You know, calm, orderly, engaged family worship times. I mean, that's certainly... A goal to aspire to, mm-hmm. but too many parents assume that the goal is to get the externals right. Wow! Without really digging into issues of the heart. I mean, I've known families right. who have had consistent family worship times, but their kids aren't doing well today or aren't walking with the Lord at all. Mm. So it, it is that twenty-four-seven mm-hmm. thing, and it is the power of God. It's got to be the work of God Absolutely. in our kids' hearts. I mean, the the. Our, our children have to become Christians for that for this all to take, mm-hmm. um, but we're we're preparing them. Mm-hmm. You know, for with family worship times, we're we're saying this is this is how we live. This is what reality is, mm-hmm. and the more that that is a part of our big picture, and not just you know a meeting, the more they'll get to see that. Um, what what's what's most important is not just that we have this this time of singing, but that we. We understand we're sinners before a holy God and that God in his mercy sent Jesus Christ to to become one of us so that he yes. might die as our substitute in our place and rise from the dead. And yes. he's ascended to his father's right hand and he's interceding and reigning over all things. And one day he's coming back for his bride. That 
that's the story we want to tell over and over through our lives and through our uh, relationship with them. So mm -hmm. family worship, while important, is a one-stop shop for raising godly adults. You know, we don't have to belabor that point, but I just want that to encourage um, anyone who's listening who feels like maybe I'm failing as a mm. parent um, or, or maybe I have failed. It, it is... Um, it is God who, who brings fruit, yes. brings the fruit of our efforts, you know? Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Yep. Number nine, um, and there are 10 of these, foster a culture of informed music lovers. And this has to do with the, more the musical side of, of you know, worshiping God. Obviously, worship isn't music, uh, yeah. but music can certainly be a part of it. And the memorization that can come with it oh, is huge. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, as I know Seeds Family Worship has done uh, scripture memory songs. Others have done Adam Wright with Corner, Corner Room Music has yep. done great stuff. We yep. want to produce an album of uh, actually a, a set of songs, memory songs, scripture memory songs that walk kids through the Bible yep. for a young age and an older age. We're yep. with John Althoff on that right now. Um, so we want to teach them how music can be used, not just as a kind of for myself to, to, you know, be what I want it to be, make me feel happy, but it can be used to teach. Mm -hmm. It can be used to help us know God better. So mm -hmm. the, the, as our children get older, it's more important that we teach them that listening to music without godly discernment reveals a heart willing to flirt with love for the world. Yeah. So you can't yeah. just listen to any music for any reason. Mm -hmm. Um, there, and we want to be talking with our kids about this, mm -hmm. about what kinds of music they're listening to, um, why they're listening to it, and have those conversations, uh, whereas rather than just giving them a yes or a no, yes, yeah. no, 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 right. teach them, music is a gift from God, and it's to be enjoyed for his glory. Yep. So that, that requires conversations. Very good. And then uh, finally, you know, involve your children with you in serving the church. Um, there is not to be this dichotomy, this, this vying for attention and affection between, we've talked about this in the podcast, mm -hmm. between our ministry and our family. It's worth repeating. Help yeah. your kids cultivate a love for people, mm -hmm. a love for having people over, a love for serving, um, seeing... Uh, you know, if you're, because I know that many people who listen to the podcast are musicians in the church, mm -hmm. S help them, your kids see that playing music is a privilege, mm -hmm. not a burden. Um, emphasize the, the kindness of God and allowing us to do what we do. Uh, you know, when we do what we do with pressure and anxiety and, you know, yeah, every time mom or dad's, you know, serving on the music team, it's like, they're really, it's hard to be around them. Exactly. They pick up on it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it could be lyric projection. It could be serving in children's ministry, any yep. aspect of the church that you're serving in. Yep. Let your children see you do that with joy. Yeah. Make it appealing to them to think, oh, that's really great yep. that they get to do that. So that's a part of it too. It's so good. I mean, my, my I think of my mom... Uh, who was taking us to church? It was just her favorite pl place to be. Yeah, yeah, and and you pick up on that as a kid, yes. even even one who's not walking with the Lord. And yeah. now I get to see my wife Julie do that with our mm. kids. Isn't it so exciting that we yes. get to go to Sunday? This is the best place to be, you yeah. know. And and make it making it special for your kids. They just they observe all that. They yes. pick all that up. Yes, you know. And so, God, God uses it. He. Yep. 
He does things beyond what we can ask or th- beyond what we can ask or think. And a lot of times we're not even talking to our kids about it. They're mm-hmm. just seeing it. Mm-hmm. And they think this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all we got. Yeah. Thank we- you, Bob. Oh, yes. Well, and and thank you for listening. And I, I you know, we always pray that this podcast uh, encourages you and uh, and gives you great faith. Yes. For yes. For doing this, you know, to, to invest your life into your kids in this way. Uh, it is important. It's so important. We're, we, I don't want to be too releasing and, th- yeah. and have people think, well, yeah, it just doesn't really matter what you do. No, it is really important. Yeah. But it's not just one time that's important you know a yep. time of week it's it's your whole life and this is an aspect of that that can really um god can really use yep. to to shape your children i know as a as a you know music leader in the church for years that people can assume that oh yeah you guys always just sing around the piano you say right right i mean we we had times where i would we would do that it just wasn't that great you know yeah. and it was like <laughs> just okay yeah but that's not all there is to it. Exactly. And we wanna we want this to be a means of encouraging you, whatever mm-hmm. stage you're at, mm-hmm. uh, to persevere, to do it with faith, uh, to do it with the, with trust that God is going to use your labors uh, for His glory uh, in the lives of your children. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bob, and yep. thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.